because Aikido is so spiritual because you use senses other than physical, mm -hmm. you really achieve this level of, Matt, what would you call it? Connection. Total connection, but it's supernatural. All of a sudden, I felt this wave of love take over me. And I knew it was Matt. Like, I knew that was Matt energy. Hi, healers. It is another episode of the Stories of Astonishing Light podcast, and I'm your hostess, KJ Nazrul. Today, I'll be guiding you gently back into the continuation of our chat with Fawn and Matt Anderson, the hosts and founders of the podcast and social movement known as Our Friendly World. We pick right up where we left off last time. I had just asked Fawn and Matt how they met, became friends, and decided to pursue the next level of their relationship. Luckily, we're all friends here, and the Andersons were so gracious and open in sharing their story with me. Our wrap-up conversation today is much like its beginnings, beguiling, whimsical, a little bit everywhere. We threw in the contemplation and applicability of Aikido principles in the softening and deepening of our relationships. So part one was about identifying the moment we first became friends. Part two is releasing into our desire to be more than friends. Clearly, I am a sucker for a good love story, and I invite you to listen in to Fawn and Matt's today. Here's a little recap. Fawn was in Santa Monica, California, where she and some girlfriends had unknowingly co-created a bakery, The Wish Baker, with their prophetic cakes and pastries. So it was from that wedding cake. I'm not joking. We created this wedding cake and I'm like, okay, let's, first of all, this was in Santa Monica and the neighborhood that I lived in, that I also worked in, my photography studio, everything. You couldn't leave past 5 p.m. If you wanted to have a place to park, you could not find it. It was impossible to find parking. So this is how hell-bent we were on going out, getting the ingredients to create a wedding cake. It was, I don't know, it was 5, 5.30 p.m. I'm like, okay, girls, come on, let's get in the car. So we went to the store. We got all the ingredients to create this cake. And Jennifer left, so it was just me and Holly. And we're sitting there, and it was decorated like a wedding cake, everything. We sat there at this little round table that I had, and we ate off of, like, from the cake, no portion served on a separate plate. We just ate it. And we saved one perfect piece for my 85-year-old neighbor, Arthur. Mm. And we donated that to him. Donated is not the right word. We offered. It was an offering. And then we just ate it. And we forgot all about it. But my friend Holly, I had been looking for my true love all my life ever since I came out of the womb. And I had a vision of Matt's face. I knew what he looked like. And I had certain characteristics that I was looking for. Like I knew that was him. Mm -hmm. So I was looking throughout the world for him. Every photo shoot I went on, every time I traveled, I was looking for him. I even worked with Swami Rama, who's this spiritual leader in Northern India. And I stayed at Swami Rama's house. And everywhere we went was like, Swami Rama asked me, you want to get married? I'm like, yeah, he's, I'll find him. I'll find him. I'm like, let's collaborate. Yes, let's find him. So many things happened. I had many imposters along the way and I had given up. And so when I met my friend Holly at this random photography seminar in New Mexico in Santa Fe, mm -hmm. I met Holly by chance. Holly was moving to Santa Barbara. I'm like, oh my God, that's my spot. 
I know Santa Barbara. I'm from Santa Monica. She visited before on her way to Santa Barbara. She came to my studio and spent the night. And that's how we created this cake. Holly was a black belt Aikido martial artist. And my entire group of friends, all martial artists, they were always telling me about Aikido. You're always, you have that, you have signs around you at all times. If you really pay attention, Mm -hmm. like with us, with our friendship, with Beth, like we literally sat down together via Zoom, but we took notes on each other's uh, experiences and realized, oh my God, we have all these intersections and really wild. Anyway, Aikido was always around. Martial artists were always around. My best friend, Jennifer, that I spoke of that left because she got scared of the cake. Yeah. (laughs) Ever since we were kids, she was in love with Matt Anderson. Holly, she was a martial artist. She was trying to get me involved in Aikido. She found the school that Matt was at. I walk in, there's Matt. It's actually a really long, complicated story. We saw each other seven years before we actually came together in this Aikido school. Do you guys remember see, having seen each other seven years prior? When we were married, we connected the dots. I'm like, oh my God, Matt, that was me. That was me sitting there with that sketchbook. That was me. I felt you, but I was too scared to look behind me. I felt a presence. I was engaged to somebody else. Oh. Like I said, imposters. I was engaged to somebody else. I felt something happening behind me. <laughs> But I did not dare to turn around and look. Mm -hmm. And so out of the blue, one day we started talking about our favorite spots. There was this one bookstore coffee shop in Santa Barbara and Matt was standing there. And do you remember you telling me about how you were at this coffee shop and you saw someone sitting writing in a sketchbook? Yeah. Can you tell your perspective? Like you felt something. Back to me. I was like, huh. Something there interesting struck me just a little, but it was closed. I turned to Winton about my business, but it was closed like energetically. Yeah, exactly. Did you guys live in Santa Barbara? No, but this particular bookstore was very special. So we knew, we knew, yes, it's that bookstore. And the way he described the sketchbook and hair and everything, because I had really long hair. I'm like, that was me. Seven years, seven, probably at least seven years before we actually met. Should have turned around, girl. So anyway, (laughs) years later, met Holly on her way to Texas, the cake, Aikido. Anyway, she convinced me. I show up at this school and there's Matt Anderson. And I didn't even recall Jennifer's Matt Anderson until later when I was introducing Jennifer to Matt. I'm like, oh, Matt Anderson. And then I felt guilty because I had Matt Anderson, but she never got together with Matt Anderson. I walk in like a Tasmanian devil because I was cross training in martial arts. I was ready to kick things and break things. And I was ready to rumble. And I walk into this school that is so peaceful and mostly men. And they all looked sloppy to me. I'm like, what is this? Just sloppy people. Like I was around, all my friends were martial artists, very muscular very fit, very into their appearance and very serious, talented martial artists. But these guys were like so mellow. I'm like, what? And they didn't believe in punching. They believed in protecting your attacker. All this stuff that was new to me. And I was like a wild animal that walked in and there was Matt. 
you want to take over? <laughs> of course, my wife doesn't know her right from her left, so I had to walk her through. I was teacher's pet for the beginning class. I'm like totally dyslexic. Um, so I had to walk her through the exercises. And Aikido, you break the touch barrier, et cetera, et cetera. It's what happens. But from there, again, same classic map move, which is slow. So we went, we entered the friend zone. I invited, she happened to have business in the building that I worked in. So I invited her to come up and we'd go for lunch. And I, That was my curiosity, Matt. How long was it before you invited Fawn to see your office? See, I want to say, I call it the waiting period or I called it no, the waiting period. Because no, when no, she came hold in. Hold on, tell them the real term you have for it. I don't want to say that Just term do today. it, please. You want me to do it? So women are like handguns. I don't know what the, and there's no politically sensitive way to say it. If you're going to be acquiring one, make sure that you go through a waiting period, particularly if this is somebody you're going to bump into a whole bunch of times. And the handgun waiting period, I think in California at that time was 14 days, like the cooling off period. So if the person is still interesting after 14 days, maybe there's something there. But I love that because how many times have we met someone we think is the love of our lives immediately? You just jump in. But then upon closer and closer, Inspection. yeah, you're like, ew, what, <laughs> what? was I thinking? And, and yet she's a, yeah. a golden retriever going up to people. Yeah. Be my friend. Yeah. Be my friend. I treat everything the same. I treat all my potential relationships the same, be they friend or romantic, which is make sure if this is somebody you're going to be bumping into an awful lot of, make sure that this thing maybe has legs. And then- it's, hey, let's hang out after Aikido or, hey, let's talk on the phone or, and at every step, you know, there's a go, no go decision, whether or not you want to deepen the relationship. And so went into the friend zone and then one day got through the friend zone. I was completely clueless, by the way, which is why it worked because. Which is why it worked. I had given up. <laughs> I was like bitter about love. I wasn't thinking at all. I was just there for martial arts. And yeah, I no clue. But from what my friends would say from the neighborhood, they were like, Vaughn, what's going on with you? Because all of a sudden I was dressing a certain way. Mind you, like we were going out to breakfast together, lunch together. We we're on the phone together after school. Like after I keto. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> like at night, still talking, yap, yap, yap for hours on the phone. But like all of a sudden, I was wearing certain blouses that were like unbuttoned and showing cleavage. And one of my friends would joke around that he was always trying to get me to wear sexier clothes. He's like, What is wrong with you, Fawn? You're, why are you dressing like Mother Teresa? He would say, I'm like, What? Just what? And then all of a sudden, they were like, Whoa, Fawn, what is happening? No one had met Matt. They just knew I'm meeting my friend, Matt. They're like, what's going on with you and Matt? And I would get so angry, like nothing. He is my friend. How dare you? I was just so clueless, completely. Everybody knew about us before me. I had no idea. Amazing. Right? Until one night, one night we were doing these drills where you're locked, your wrists are locked behind you. And in Aikido, our style of Aikido, you don't use muscle. You're the teacher's pet. I was just like a crazy clown that ended up there. Can you describe like how? Well, we... if you resist with muscle, you're resisting, and yeah. it's about, and then that shocks the other person into seeing something's happening, and then they change their grip or they grip tighter or whatever. But when you make a connection to them and you move, you're not opposing what they think they want to do, and so they're 
brain doesn't, they don't tense up. They don't freak out. And we call that releasing into it. And so, yeah, I said, release into it. So here's the thing. So you're in a wrist lock, your wrists are behind you. And without struggling physically, you have to blend in with the person, psychically, energetically, everything to get out of that wrist lock. No, mm -hmm. your wrists are tight, closed. There's nowhere to go. So we have to keep doing this drill over and over again. And because Aikido is so spiritual, because you use senses other than physical, mm -hmm. you really achieve this level of, man, what would you call it? Connection. Total connection, but it's supernatural. All of a sudden, I felt this wave of love take over me. And I knew it was Matt. Like mm -hmm. I knew that was Matt energy. It was the purest love I have ever experienced. It was a holy experience and it scared the hell out of me. Let's take a second to pause in this amazing conversation for a quick check-in. If you're enjoying this episode and have found value in the stories from the guests who've joined me on the podcast, I would love it if you could rate and leave a review for the show. You can do so on Apple Podcasts or any of your listening platforms. Your reviews help boost visibility of the show and spread the word to more listeners. Plus, I love hearing from you. If you have found anything you've heard on this show valuable or helpful for you, please let us know. And it's really easy to do. And it takes maybe a minute. You can go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories. Also, a little something to consider. Every review you leave enters you into a chance for winning a free 30-minute private session with me to discuss anything of your choice. I'll pick the name of the winner every Friday and announce it on my Instagram and Facebook stories. So let's hear it, friends. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories. I really appreciate you. Yeah. As well, it should. Energy is so real that it started bouncing. So there were three of us. There was another guy that we were doing this drill with. And then I shut it down real quick. I shut it down. I went home, forgot all about it. I went to sleep and I had this prophetic dream about Matt. And it involved everything that I had learned in Santa Monica, like everything. I had this dream where I was in front of a stove and I had my head in my hand. My hand was on my forehead, leaning on the stove. Now, prior to this, I had been engaged to this other guy. Totally was awful for me. Broke up, thank goodness. But there was a time where we went back and forth, would get back together again. And my neighbor, Joey, upstairs would always say, Fawn, stop touching a, a hot stove. You're going to get burned. What are you doing going back to this guy? Stop touching a hot stove. You're going to get burned again. So he had that in my head. So in this dream, I'm leaning on the stove and Matt is behind me and Matt is saying, Vaughn, enter into the other state. He kept repeating that. And I kept saying, no. And he's like, Vaughn, enter into the other state. And I got so annoyed that I picked up my head, turned around, looked at him to say, I said no. And all of a sudden, while I'm doing that, the scene has changed. I'm looking at Matt. He's standing in a doorway, but Matt is not Matt. Matt is this other person that's Matt, but he's in a butler's uniform holding a silver platter. And he's, hello, Matt. Hello, Fawn. I am Matt's brother. Allow me to introduce you to Matt. And he points with a silver tray 
towards this doorway inside this other room and there's Matt waiting for me. And as soon as I saw that, I knew I was in love with Matt. Hmm. And it was so shocking that I, like you have a nightmare that is so powerful that all of a sudden you get shocked into awakeness. Like you wake up, like that is how I woke up. And because we were such great friends, I called him. I would call him at work all the time. Did I call you or did you call me? No, you called me. Matt calls me. I didn't know where he was calling me from. I thought it was like a regular day. Like he was calling me from his office. So he's calling his high phone. I'm like, hey. And then I started yap, yap, yapping away, telling him all about my dream, but leaving all the love out of it. Sure. Like, oh my God, I just had the craziest dream. Oh my God. And I told him everything. He's listening. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And can you take it over? So before we had cell phones, God help us, mm-hmm. as we slowly date ourselves. However, I was on a really, I went to a seminar in Long Beach, not that anybody cares. My hometown, Long Beach. Oh, check you out. Yep. I was at a payphone and it was the weirdest payphone I've ever of all, been at. Back then, we didn't have payphones either. Like payphones have had become dinosaurs. Like they were extinct. So who uses a payphone? I didn't know he was calling from a payphone. Well, I was, what was weird about the payphone is it had a countdown timer on it, which I've never seen since. Oh. So I, I put some quarters in and I called her up and said, hey, how's it going? And I was watching the countdown timer and I was out of change and it was counting down. <laughs> and I'm just talking away. Like and I she's know. just jabbering. <laughs> and then it clicked in my head and I was like, oh my God, today's the day. I had been considering asking her out and, do I really want to go to the next level, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Because that's one of those things you can't come back from. Right. Like you put it out there, you get shot down, you get shot down. And hopefully if you do, you can get back to the friend zone. But usually it means that there's a splintering and that's yeah. and, and on some level, it should be a risky proposition because you should hang it all out there. Now, granted, I please remember now I know that I'm in love with him, but I'm in shock. But like, I don't know like, this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. I just told him the dream minus the love. Minus all the love stuff. So it's just a, dream. <laughs> a minor detail. Minor detail. So I'm watching it count down and she finishes the story and I've got five seconds. <laughs> I didn't know that. I had no idea. Five seconds. Go. And I was like, Fawn? And that scares me. When he says Fawn like Fawn? that, I always feel like I'm in trouble. And so I, I was said like, it just Ooh. like that. I'm sure you did. And I'm sure she freaked out. Fawn? I did. I was freaking out. I like you. I think we should go out. What? And so I turn into a Homer Simpson, like, do <laughs> you said, so, okay. I said, okay. But I wasn't saying yes. I was like, I can't believe this. What is happening? Am I dreaming? Cause I had just that. You that just dream. had that dream. Yeah. And then that's it. The phone goes dead. And then out of time. So I sat there. I had one of those cordless phones. I'm sitting in my studio. I can see it right now. I'm sitting on this, everything was white in my photo studio. White. I didn't even have pictures up on the walls. I hated that. White. I'm sitting there on the couch, holding the phone, still staring at the phone. Like what? What in the, the heck just happened? What happened? What is happening? And then the phone rings. And this was back in the day when we had answers. This was like five to seven to 10 minutes later. I'm still sitting there in shock the whole time. I have not moved. I'm still sitting there. The phone rings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to, it's in my hand. All I have to do is press the button. Nope. Ah, nope. It goes to the machine. Yep. And this breaks my heart. <laughs> like to this day, it breaks my heart. Matt comes on the machine 
I went and got more quarters. I went out to my truck. I had to change my truck. So I oh. went out to my truck. Oh my God. Came back because the conversation was not quite done, obviously. No, right? no. You had asked a question. I asked a question and I'd gotten some semblance of response, but I don't think it was quite a real response. But it wasn't finished it wasn't yet. Response. I couldn't. I let the machine go. I put the phone down. I grabbed my keys. I think I was still in my pajamas. I left the studio. <laughs> I start walking, pacing up and down Main Street, Santa Monica, like pacing. It's my living room. I know everybody, the whole neighborhood. Everybody's like, Vaughn, what's wrong? I couldn't even talk to anyone. I'm like, leave me alone. I just kept pacing. I didn't know what to do. And that night, was it Was it that night we had class? Did I no, see no, that? no. Was you that... called me because I was at the seminar. I was at the conference and you were safe as safe oh, can oh, be. Yeah, I forget. I forget. I'm sorry your episode is going so long. Oh my KJ. goodness. You're oh going to have God. to edit the bejesus I, out of I bet this. you're sorry you asked us how we met. Not at all. It might be the entire episode now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So I, oh my God, we need to write this down. I'm starting to forget certain details, like crucial. So I called you. When I, she knew I wasn't going to be there. I thought it would be safe calling him at home. Completely safe. Because this was like two or three hours after. That's how long I was pacing Santa Monica. Oh my God. Maybe it's only two. But so I came home. Safe. I'm like, I'm going to just call him because I know he's not home now. So I'll leave a message on his machine. Safe. So I call beep, 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 beep. And And the machine picks up. The machine picks up. I'm like, safe. Totally. I start talking and then I hear we picked up the phone. I'm tripping I'm tripping over it to pick it up. Do you remember how like people would pick up the answering machine? Yeah, yeah. And you would hear that squeaky like I'm like, oh no, and I almost hung up the phone. That would have been the smart move. <laughs> and what happened? What did I say? You said you were gonna have to think about it. I said, I didn't want to jeopardize our friendship. She gave me the usual spiel. And we belong to this Japanese school of Aikido. And I think it was a big no-no. It was a huge no-no. Oh. Oh. And I'd found something good in my life. A beautiful friendship with this amazing man. Like, when I met Matt, I'm like, okay, he brought the faith back of humanity, first of all. That a person can be so good. And then also the group of people in this Aikido school. I'm like, based upon my track record, I don't want to screw things up. There's a lot of good here. And so I have things to think on, right? Yes. So I hung up. I went and tied all the loose ends because at this point, I had also gotten together with, well, kind of, with one of my best friends, one of the sexy martial arts men that were in my life. (laughs) Oh, um, and I had told this to Matt's really good friend, Sarah, when we were in a car ride one day. And all I know, she, <laughs> I told her what happened, like our first night together. I'm like, I slept with you. She's like, the first thing, like, boom, she wasn't even shocked because I had never talked about any sexual escapades with this woman ever. And she didn't even skip a beat. She's just, and she's driving. And all of a sudden she like froze. She's like, don't tell Matt. I'm like, why? Why wouldn't I tell Matt? What happened? And then she, the look on her face was like, oops. I let something slip. <laughs> so I didn't even go there. But I'm like, okay, I won't tell Matt. There were all these clues, but I, had, I'm, I was so clueless. Well, like you said, everyone else knew, the whole school, everybody, except for the school, our main head, the head of the school did not know. And so anyway, what happened was, what happened? I tied up all the loose ends. 
with my with my best friend that had turned into something else. Something else. Mm-hmm. Shut that down immediately. Okay. Never spoke to him again. I was gonna say, and that's a different. <laughs> that's outcome. a whole other story, right there. Exactly, and we'll um, get into that another time. But oh my god, just tied up all the loose ends, cleaned everything in my life up, and then I said yes. From meeting each other to you saying yes, fun and Matt. You're really good with time, probably about this as well. What kind of time frame were we talking about? We met January 3rd. I can tell you that it was my first day in that school. January 3rd was in the doorway of that Aikido school. Okay. When did you ask me out? It was summer? Yeah, it was probably five, six months later. And that was the whole, call it a, a month before we even hung out and then closer and closer. And here we are. Yeah. Our first date lasted 24 hours. Not quite that long, but close. It was long. And we didn't kiss for a long time. Yeah, she wouldn't kiss me. He tried to kiss me and I would move my head and he would end up on my forehead. I was so... The energy, you, you got to understand from me, was so powerful. I was It's scared. intense. It can be overwhelming. And yeah. before, like all the other times in my life, I just jumped in blind. I fell off that cliff. I dove right in. But this time I was like, it was so real and, and so big that I thought if I kissed Matt, I would explode. Like I would explode. I would be gone off the planet. Yeah, I get it. She would combust and be gone. I apologize to all your listeners for such a long story. No. I just told the story from go instead of saying, well, let me try and skip this part. Let me try and skip. No. My face is hot right now. Oh, anyway. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for indulging my curiosity. But I really do believe it's a part of our initial conversation anyway, is these decisions to use in Matt's term currency and what sort of tells are there, what sort of signs are there to make the next step. And so this isn't even about segmenting as at one point I I thought we might talk about, but it's more like, how did we move through? When do we know? How do we make that transition? And it definitely is an art of friendship, this art of relationship. So it all makes sense to me that this is where we ended up in the conversation. I jotted down that maybe the art of friendship is literally entering into the other state and releasing into it. I'm taking the words that you both have used. Using Aikido against us. (laughs) (laughs) No, using Aikido to bring harmony to the universe, darling. To expand and gain and explore. So thank you both so much. I can talk to you forever. I have no idea how you're going to edit this into an episode. My goodness. Yeah, sorry, everybody. It's Not take, even. It'll take some severe talent to make that happen. <laughs> we were just all over the place. Yes, but some of them were guided uh-huh. questions from me. So if I ask the questions, I certainly can, I can inform the answers as well. Fair enough. Yes. So one last question. Current books that are open on your nightstand or on your coffee table? Oh, I've got a great answer for this. I'm reading the Tao Te Ching and I'm reading The Hobbit. (gasps) There you go. Nice. And that's right now. That's today. That's That's what I wanted to know. What's open today? That's not. Yeah, that's today. Ha. What you got, woman? I got nothing. TV guide? No. I usually have a bunch of books I'm reading at the same time, but lately I've just been not, nothing. That's telling as well. It's indicative of what's going on. 
you're packing. <laughs> that it was uh, Herman Hesse's The Journey to the East because that gives us the prototypical mm-hmm. servant leader supposedly. So I wanted to reread that because he's one of my favorite authors, if not my favorite author. Nice. I'm not illiterate. I'm just not reading at the moment. <laughs> no, that's okay. My 2,500 piles I told you about, it's the same with my book. So I have tons of books available, but it doesn't mean I'm reading them right now. So I get it. I have a clear nightstand at the moment. Life's been busy with podcasts and all this talking. I'm talking yeah. too much. There's I mean, a lot of conversations happening right now. There is. I look forward to all the conversations that we have in our future, which are many. We are abundant and flush with it. I, as usual, I have enjoyed chatting with you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, KJ, for having us over. Yes, thank you. My pleasure. Aikido, the Japanese martial art, is often described as being like the flow of water, moving gently around obstacles, working with the current rather than fighting against it. Isn't that an apt description for what we're experiencing today? During this highly unique and conflictual time, because this afternoon's conversation was overflowing with so many themes and threads, I did not create the enumerated list of takeaways I normally would in summary of an episode that we just moved through together. But I do have some impressions and observations I wanted to highlight. The overarching theme is in our desires to connect, be seen, and relate with one another. Fawn says, there are signs surrounding us always. We just need to look for them. I noticed we revisited our style of initiation again. Did you think more about it? Do you know or can you relate to being a golden retriever or are you more of a slow, measured gatekeeper? And what are your thoughts around a wait-and-see period? Aikido teaches us how to use momentum to unsettle our opponent by releasing into them and harmonizing with the current. Aikido principles can be applied in our relationships today in the search for harmony and in reducing conflict, redirecting momentum, releasing into, flowing around, not resisting, not attacking, instead softening, reflecting, melding, harmonizing. Perhaps, as I suggested to Fawn and Matt, the formula and foundation of friendship is simply enter into another state and release into it. One more cool thing I wanted to announce, my friends. Actually, a couple things. Number one, I've started another podcast. What? I know. Well, okay, only kind of, sort of. Basically, Fawn, Matt, and several of our magical, brilliant, beautiful friends have created a new podcast together. It's a roundtable-style conversation, and our first episode has already launched. Check out Connected. It's a conversation with my friends recounting stories of beauty, wellness, friendship, and connectivity from different worldly perspectives. The show is hosted by Our Friendly World, and it's called Connected. The premiere episode is called A Kind World, and it's up and available on all of your favorite podcasting channels. We release a new episode on Wednesdays, the same day as this podcast, so it'll be super easy for you to keep track of, and I'll let you know too. And if you can't get enough of me and the conversations I've got going on with some super cool cats, then here you go. Here's another opportunity. Also, I'm a part of a clubhouse discussion series that happens twice a month, the second and fourth Tuesdays. It's called The Magical Cartographers. We had our premier clubhouse event April 27th, 
And we dove straight into the deep end with charged and passionate conversations about race and othering and ways that we could change the oppressive narrative in our system. So have at it. (laughs) I know. Yeah, girl is everywhere. So check the links to all of these opportunities in order to connect, converse, expand and explore with me. Thank you again for spending some time with me in a wonderful exchange of stories about resilience, connection, and creativity. Until next time, healers. Thank you for listening to the Stories of Astonishing Light podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can support this podcast in a few different ways. First, you could post a screenshot of the podcast on your Instagram and Facebook stories or in your feeds and tag me at Bliss Begins Within or Musings on Other and I can repost you. Another way to spread the love is to share this podcast with your friends and family, anyone whom you think might enjoy it as well. A third way to support this podcast is to subscribe, download, and leave a positive review on any of the platforms you listen to the show on. In this way, we can continue to grow our audience and reach more listeners. A quick and direct way to leave a review is by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories. I am so grateful to spend this time with you exchanging such uplifting tales of resilience. We'll see you next time.